Hello everybody, how are you doing alright? <laughs> Welcome to New York Talk, this is the Rotherham United podcast and I, I'm afraid it's not going to be a positive one tonight. Um, we're going to put muster all the positivity we can find but it was a very, very tough afternoon at New York Stadium on Saturday afternoon but thankfully we're playing again, we've got another game Tuesday so we can talk about that later on in the show. Um, we have Michael with us, creative director of New York Talk. Michael, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. And uh, Danny Odenglair is joining us as well. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Hello, everybody. Um, we're saying we've got pizza to get through this, so we should be all right. Pizza and beer to make it to the next hour. Um, we should say Ben would be joining us tonight. But we should give Ben a shout out. He he was he was playing for the NFL Academy in Dusseldorf. Yesterday, Saturday afternoon, so you missed the chat on game. Uh, they they won, so I thought, well done, Ben. Um, repping Rotherham in Germany now, so well done, mate. Um, that's that may well be where the positivity stops tonight. So I want to get it in <laughs> some sort of good news. Um, wow, yeah, Power Mad UK. Uh, oh boy, where do we start? Honestly, mate, honestly, I don't know where to start. It was. Shambles might be a bit strong to be honest with you, but it, it was an extremely poor performance for basically the whole game. It, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. It, oh, I'm not. I think poor is too strong to be honest. It was just bang average. It was just bang average. Um, I, I, I thought about it, looked about it. Uh, you know, thought about it. Sorry, and, and, and kind of looked back in my own mind and, and tried to think. Well, you know, who can I pick out as who had a particularly bad game? Uh, I don't know, maybe there were a couple, but you know there were nothing that really stood out as being particularly bad. It was just bang average, and it's bang average like we've been for the last six, eight weeks or so. Um, so yeah, it's it's disappointing. It's it's hard to take, to be honest. It's hard to take a defeat like that when there's so much to play for. Um, against a team who've got nothing to play for and played like they've got very little to play for as well, to be fair. Mm. Um, yeah, it just it's just disappointing. Terribly, terribly disappointing. Yeah, I agree. Very, very disappointing. We've got YouTube users with us. Thank you for joining us. Neil Taylor's with us. Let us know Paul Brock can't make it tonight. He's, he's gone away. Is it, it was that bad yesterday. Paul's got, Paul Brock's coming a few days away to recover. That's what you Miss Kellex with us as well. Thank you, everybody. Um, let's get this comment out of the way. We're not going to talk about it too much. Lee Bush Ward says, one needs to be sacked. Should have gone last year. His tactics are horrendous. Get Warnock in. He was retired. Take us over the line <laughs> and look at a long term option after that. That comment now, about I, I, getting Warnock in when he's just retired. Now, what I will say is if, 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 if somebody said that at five o'clock yesterday, I, I can I, I understand how they were upset. I understand their frustration. <laughs> 24 hours later, I, I, if anybody's thinking, I, I just don't get it. Six games were end of the season. Those tactics have got us to, second, to third in the league. 
Um, Philip Rawlinson mentions the sack Warmbrook grade are loving this new manager guarantee. New manager guarantees success. Exactly. Let's not be. Sh- I was so stupid. I think it is to sack Paul Warren. What Paul Warren now would be absolutely stupid, Danny. The, the the comment about getting Warnock in really does tickle me. I mean, when we got when we brought Warnock in in last time, yes, had he technically had he said he was retired last time? Because uh, I think he'd mm-hmm. he's either just left QPR or Leeds or whichever it was. And in Palace. Anyway, he's done. A few anyway, it, it was a long time ago, um, and that that was like his swan song, and he said he'll take Rotherham over. And then see what happens. And I think he wanted to stay with us, but because we weren't the uh, promotion pushing side in the championship that we were looking for after we brought him back into management, that's why he went somewhere else. But now I honestly think he's just gone, you know what? I've had my fun uh, and I think it's it's time for me to settle down. And he's even said that he's got stuff planned around football, but not managing football. And I mean, the geezers managed nearly 1,100 games. Um I really don't think he'd come back for Rotherham for for a final for a final six just for laugh, mm. you know. Yeah. And unfortunately, sacking Warnoff for the final six games of a season. I mean, all you need to do is look at QPR and what they did with Darren Moore, and it went belly up very very quickly for them. And it went belly up for Darren Moore as well because now he's ended up at Chef Wednesday, bless him. Um, <clears throat> but to say sack Warnoff now, now. I think oh, yeah, got, I, I, I think what Warney definitely needs to understand that he gets it wrong sometimes mm-hmm. and he does understand that. And yeah, that's all I can say. But just to sack him off just because we've lost to Charlton. Okay. Where, okay, justify it. No, don't justify it. Just <laughs> justify it. Justify it, let's pick it apart. That'd be fun. <laughs> Yeah, thankfully, we've got every agreement. Yeah, and Smith agrees. Uh, sacking one isn't the answer. It's an immediate reaction. Um, Jamie, the sack out brigade uh, are with us. Yeah, I'm not even going to bother asking Mickey's opinion on that, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, um, But conversation with us, and you know, see what happens by end of the season, and then you know, maybe conversations to have, but not from us, from inside the club. Anyway, um, Ian Bradley, I told you there's not much positivity tonight, everybody. I'm really sorry. Uh, Ian Bradley, yesterday's display was truly unacceptable. It's hard to see these are the same players that were destroying teams earlier on in the season. And that's basically the crux of the problem, Mick, that these almost same 11, almost man for man 11, uh, other than maybe going for Freddie every so often, um, and maybe Reg for Harding, who will come on to the defence in a minute. This is the same guys. These are the same boys that were... Do- were Battery every single team that dared come in front of us for a period. Um, it's really, really strange. I, I we, we've we've all watched Rodham for a long time, um, and I can't remember such a drop off in performance from such a high place to such a low place. I've seen us be average and then rubbish, but from such a high place to where we are to where the performance has been for the last six weeks or so, it's it's incredible that drop. I, I, I can't pinpoint exactly where it is but it's such a drop i think the first thing the first thing to point out is that you're never going to pinpoint the exact reason because there is there will be more than one reason why yeah. this form has dropped off um and so so to to sort of try and say oh it's because of x y and z 
you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can. Um, there's obviously there's clearly a number of reasons, and you know, at, probably one of the main things is that the way that we're playing and the way we were played um, in the past has been found out by uh, by other teams, and it would appear that as a, as a management team, they've not adapted to that quickly enough. So that's probably the first part of it. And then you move on to the psychology side of it. You know, as, as you know, your performances drop off. So psychologically, you, you take a knock. Are you strong enough to deal with it? Are the team, are the team, squad, the playing squad, the management squad, strong enough mentally to deal with it? You know, there's there's there's, there's loads and loads and loads of questions to be asked. Um, but they're not really questions for now, are they? The questions that end of season. Um, we've, we have got to get to the bottom of it, but we're not going to get... You know, this is not something that you're just going to fix overnight and go, oh, it's because of X, Y, or Z. Oh, so that's out, no problem. 10-0 next game. It, it, it doesn't work like that, does it? You know, football doesn't work like that. We all know football doesn't work like that. We all know League One football doesn't work like that. We had such a fantastic run all, all, all the way through. It's all coming one one place, hasn't it? And now the bad part, the bad the bad runs hit, the bad run that everybody else in the league has had, and probably only fifty percent of the supporters of those clubs have been screaming like babies for managers to be sacked. However, you know, we we seem to have we seem to have bred a different breed in this town, don't we? Um, maybe it's a South Yorkshire thing because, you know, you you look across you look across South Yorkshire at Barnsley, and they've got they've got. Some of their supporters crying like babies because they're, they're they're going down. You've got Wednesday fans being Wednesday fans, obviously. They moan every time a ball goes out of play if it's not their throwing. You know what I mean? So when they lose a game, it's almost you know Samaritans have a get the get the lines blocked. So it, there's lots and lots of things, but you know you add into that. We've never been the 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 the, the, the bad press that everything draws as well. You know, like some of the idiotic comments you see on social media, and that's gonna that's gonna have an impact on players as well. It's gonna have an impact on the club as well. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know what the reason is, but we've been poor. We've been really, really poor. Mm. Maybe, maybe we'll get out of it. Maybe we won't. We'll see. I don't know. But what I do know is, come August. I shall be still back at New York Stadium. I shall still be supporting this football club, whether it's in League One, Championship, or where it is. And yeah, I'll moan about it. I will moan about it. But what I try and do, and what the rest of us should try and do, is have a think about what you're saying first. Just, just try and evidence what you're saying. You know what I mean? Try and put some some meat behind your, your stupidity. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I need to. I, the thing is, the thing is, right. I need to. I need to make sure that I don't want. Don't want flag. to alienate people. Eh? Oh shit! Yeah. <clears throat> flag. I don't want to alienate people, though, Matt. You know, from from podcast, I want people to listen to podcast, and I don't want to start calling people what they clearly are. Some people, you know, if you've got an opinion, you're entitled to it. But have a think about it before you air it, because otherwise, you're going to make yourself look stupid. And people are doing that regularly at the moment, aren't they? In absolute buckets. Yeah. Your flag's yeah. gone all crinkled from Wembley. That's a shame. Uh, that was my I think it should be pointed out that we're not just 
people use the word happy clappers. We're not going to sit here and say, I think Paul Warren got everything right yesterday because he didn't. And we're not going to sit here and... Yeah, exactly. But but we've got to, you've got to, like Mick says, talk about it. Let's think about it. Let's talk about it. Um, Ian Bradley, Paul Warren whipped us up. We did it, tried to lift them, but the players didn't respond. Let's touch on that, Danny. Um, there was a big push this week, and rightly so. I, I, I personally have a problem with it from the club, uh, from the social media team, and the management team, and Richard Wood about getting the fans up for it. Play, they put the playlist out before the game. Uh, they brought a trophy out, they've been prayed. Paul won't get everybody up and going. And the fan, for me, I, 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 it wasn't, you know, it weren't like Preston at home, but I thought the fans reacted. I thought that for the first, until they scored, I thought the fans were, were pretty good. And yeah, it, we talk about, I, I mentioned a few weeks ago, it's a two way street. And the fans didn't get anything back on Saturday. The fans got nothing to work off from the players. And I think we should, I've criticised some of them, I think we should praise the fans because I thought they were very good on Saturday. Yeah, um, I definitely think <clears throat> the door swings both ways where you've jeered the fans up so much. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and you've got Warney coming to the end behind the goal and trying to get us all geared up for it. We've got to change a playlist, which, all right, they played free from desire a little too many, two times, but it definitely got people moving and, you know, got them a bit more upbeat, but we really did fall flat on a face when it came to the actual performance. But what I will say is even though we played badly and we lost, if Smith scores his chance, we could be talking about a completely different game. And they are the swings in roundabouts in football. It's those little moments that completely change something. Um, and it, it was nice to see the fans a bit more geared up because last few home games, it has been very flat. Even though the, the players have been trying, it has been flat. But now it's weird because the reverse has seemed to happen. Um, and I think the reason why a lot of people are so annoyed and ticked off about the performance yesterday is because we had such high expectations off of, off of the back of Wembley. You know, we've we've won a we've won a trophy at Wembley. This can kick up kick our season on and really get us going. And again, we've fallen flat on our face with it. And I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, we haven't been good since you know it Ipswich away and such." But it's like, well, we we clearly have because we've not. We've not um, suddenly stopped performing and winning games at Ipswich away, have we? You know, football isn't always about playing pretty football and winning a football game. It's about getting in the trenches and winning the said football game, sometimes by any means necessary. Whether or not it's finessing a um, a win against against Accrington from with them missing a penalty. We were poor against Accrington, but we still managed to win. And that's what football is. It's not just about playing pretty football. If you like pretty football, go and watch Bolton. Because Bolton play pretty football, but they don't win as enough football matches to challenge for the playoffs or even promotion. Whereas we do. We get in the trenches. We win football games prettily and unprettily. You know, the performance against Portsmouth was vastly different to the performance against Lincoln. But it's still three points at the end of the day. And sometimes it doesn't matter how many you score, as long as you've scored more than opposition. That is the basic rule of football. And for people to suddenly jump on the back of Paul Warren when he has done very well this season. We were the first team to get to 80 points in the entire Football League. First team to get to 20 wins in the entire Football League. So something for the vast majority of this season went right. But unfortunately, we've now reached the point in the season where something's going very wrong. And like you say, mate, to pinpoint it will be very hard. If you can pinpoint it, you should be the manager of Rotherham and not Paul Warren, Right. Because, granted, the, the amount of people who are saying worn out and this, that and other, 
would absolutely bottle a job as a football manager. You're entitled to your opinion, don't get me wrong. But as long as you are willing to go into the hot seat, you know, it don't suddenly start singing the Paul Warren out trumpet. You know, because in his shoes, you would be clueless, wouldn't they? And I think that's the Most thing. Of the it, it, are these shoes, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that that's the thing. It's like I've seen a comment about uh, Portsmouth being banging out the form as well. That mm. is the time where we need to be behind the team and sh- and tell them, get this over the line. You know, because Tuesday could make or break our promotion push now. That is our chance to finally catch up to MK Dons and go, you know what, we're still in this. If we fall flat on Tuesday, then I dread to think what social media will turn into. Mm. But yeah. the fans got behind the team against Charlton, which they did very well. The lads did a lacklustre performance, which is what happens in football. You know, we've been bang out of form the last six games. But that's the thing that happens in football. It's just unfortunate we're bang out of form when our main promotion competition are bang in form. But again, that's football. But the one thing that would be really humiliating come the end of the season is if we've blown a big lead and just surrendered promotion to the other two teams. I mean, I've seen a lot of Wigan fans saying we won't rob them to come up with us. We don't care which two it is, but we won't rob them to come up with us because they're so against MK. They have, they have the reasons, but they are. And I think we should also use that as a motivation to the lads. Like, the other team that might be winning league want us to come up with them and they don't care which way around it is. You know, we should kick on and try and do that. But it, for me, it's one of them things in football where it frustrates the absolute hell out of you. But it's part of the swings and roundabouts of football. It's why we love football. You know, unfortunately, we've been on negative receiving end this time round. But... In my head, I sort of create situations. Imagine if we win the next six league games, what happens then? Probably won't, but you know what I mean? And you're in it for the long run, in my opinion. To judge Paul Warren over the last six games, when the other X amount of games, Rotherham have been absolutely tremendous in League One, is unfair. And people have said he's been fa- he found out last season without keeping us up. Behave. Covid played a massive, massive part in us going down last season to a point where we took it to the final day and were eight minutes from survival after having an April that was even worse than the current one that we're in. You know, and that's the thing that annoys me about Rotherham fans. I mean, Warney said it himself, not directly, but but anyway, Rotherham fans seem to be very, very fickle. When it's going good, it's going great. When it's going bad, it's worst woman that we've ever been on in football league history, sort of thing. But we just need to find that middle ground where, all right, we're in a sticky patch, but now we need to crack on. You now and mm. get behind, if, if you're behind the lads on Saturday, get behind them even more on Tuesday, whether it's on iFollow, um, and tuning in and sending your messages in, or you're travelling down to Portsmouth if you are. Well done. Uh, and say, uh, same again for Saturday, next Tuesday, Saturday, next Tuesday, and for final game of season. This is the important bit. Just get behind them for the last for the last six. Get behind them and really drag them out, drag them over the line if you have to. You know what I mean? Get them back, scruff of the collar, and gone right. Going for three points now because that's what I'll be doing anyway. Yeah, that's my rant. Over. I need a flag now. <laughs> you need a flag now. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Let's dive, let's delve a bit deeper. We've got Chris Abraham saying we're saying we're still in the fence. Come, what do we think has caused the one win in six games? Was like three goals in that period. Yeah, it, it is. It's very simple. It's, this is going to sound really simple, and obviously football's not that simple. But we've only scored four goals in our last seven games. 
we've gone from from being the team who cannot stop scoring goals to scoring four goals in seven games. No, that's that's league, which I should should add. Um, and that's that was the problem yesterday. We'll start talking about individual performances in a minute, but it was the, it was a massive creativity problem yesterday. I think uh, Chris also mentioned about only having one shot on target. And that's also the case. If you're not going to shoot, I, I mentioned in the last podcast, just be a bit braver. And Wilesy took that shot early on. I thought, here we go. We've seen a bit, of, seen a bit of something here. But then that was it. There was no composure or bravery. Or in that, as soon as we got to that final third, it was oh god, it's just not happened, is it? No, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, Smith is it's a poor run of form. I wish I could. I mean, obviously we've like we just talked about there, Chris. You know, none of us have an answer. To, to why we've got one win in six. If we had, then we maybe be knocking on Warney's door or, or Tony Stewart's door saying, make me manager. Um, but, you know, the, Smith has stopped scoring. Freddie, we'll come on to Freddie. Um, Freddie is Freddie. He'll score you some goals and he'll disappear. That's what he does. Like it or lump it, that's what he does. You know? Um, the, crea- the, 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 the wide players... We're just not getting used yesterday um, on Saturday. Chio hardly had a touch of ball, really. You know, he, 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 he kept having to come narrower and narrower to get hold of the ball, which then obviously caused the problem with width and getting ball into the box. So it, it would just, I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't put my finger on it. I really can't. But it's got to change. It's got to change. Um, and, and I think it will. I'm convinced it will. Like somebody else has put in the comments, I can't remember who put it. You don't become a bad side overnight. Every fall, every side has a bad run of form. Every side, doesn't matter who you are, you know. Unless you unless you've got a squad that's worth however many gazillion quid, like Liverpool or Man City, you know, you, you're always going to have that bad run of form. Unfortunately, ours is it is at the worst possible time. However, it's not over yet, is it? It's not over. No, um, so I, I just I just feel like it just I find it I just find it so depressing. I really do honestly. I find it incredibly depressing that we have to go through this every time we have a defeat. It's like I don't know, it's like it's it's not it's not just a defeat. You know, if we'd have battered them yesterday, yeah, it's the it was the manner of it. And the mid-game changes that we will also come on to in a minute that's, that stunk everybody up. And it's also... that, might, that We might as well have played Shrewsbury yesterday. The performance was was almost identical in terms of lack of, creativ- yeah. lack of creativity and everything else that went along with it. And that's that's the frustration. That is that, And that's what grates at me. And this is what we're going to come on to in terms of set-up and players in positions. Um, I'm going to... Scrap some positivity can, out of this. Can, can I just um, <clears throat> get a comment in before we move on? Uh, yeah. This is from Marmite Carly. So, hello, Carly, if you're watching. She says, Rotherham fans are the opposite to Arsenal fans. Always forget the past form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's try and scrape a little Quite bit of positivity. Out, um, 200th league appearance for Richard Wood. And I think the back four, keeper and three defenders, Danny, Let's let's find some positivity. I know Charlton weren't the most exciting team to watch, and I know they were happy with probably a draw, probably, if they're honest, to start with. They never looked in danger. Until we started chasing the game, I thought the back four was solid, and it should be a good base to work. That's what should give the strikers freedom, but just on the back four, I thought 
including keeper. I thought they were very good. Hmm. Yeah, I thought they were. Um, we are talking about Rotherham's, Rotherham's back line, right? Yes, yes. Good. <laughs> good. I'm going to say they were good, but they conceded. Uh, that's the obvious argument. But, yeah, as a whole, they were they were good. I mean, the only reason Charlton won was actually from a very, very decent strike on the edge of the area. I think that is one thing we're forgetting. The, their strike on the edge of the area, it's one of them where it either, it either goes in and it's a screamer or it goes miles over and it looks like an arts. Unfortunately, it's on the wrong side for us. Um, but as a whole, other than maybe one little mistake in the first half between Woody and Victor, where they just didn't <laughs> yeah. talk to each other. <laughs> other. Other than that, they they were okay and they were steady. Um, and I think that's actually something that you would lose in four four two, you know, because it gives us a chance to play with with um, the three centre backs. All right, you lose the effectiveness of the wingers, and I see people bringing up the uh, extra time argument at Wembley. But you have to remember, Sutton were dead on the feet at that point, so I think I would have been able to bulldoze um, Sutton over if I was fit enough, you know. And to bring and to bring Chio and Tutu into the mix, more or less as um, more or less Tutu as a fresh player. No wonder they were they were gasping because they thought they'd done it in ninety minutes. But anyway, um, the back the back three were were okay. I think it's a shame that we might have. I think we've lost Woody for Tuesday through illness, which is a shame. Um, he it does, he probably wouldn't play there, would he? Yeah, but you know, it gives Reg a chance to come into it. Ooh. And um, yeah, I, I mean, people are com- complaining about a recent form, but again, you have to remember some of our key players have been out over that over that run. Um, still found ways to win, and now we just ha- we just haven't been. And now these key players are back; they are going to be a little bit wobbly just coming back. You know, like certainly with with Reg, um, with Freddie as well, they are going to be a little bit wobbly. But you know, they'll they'll muck in towards the end of this season because they're not the sort of players to down tools. They might appear that they do, but in terms of wanting to get this over the line, why would they down tools? They then get a title winning. The potential title-winning season on their CV or another promotion on the CV. You know they've got the Papa John's Trophy, and if it were me as a player, they were trying to I don't know break into the uh, the Huddersfield squad, for example, or get a move to a Championship side. I can go. Well, I've won Papa John's with with Rotherham. You know I've, I've uh, been promoted with Rotherham, so I'm clearly good enough for the top end of League One. Why not that next knockdown in the Championship? Yeah. Um, I, I think where we went wrong yesterday was. Was probably just not taking a chances, which is what we said for the Shrewsbury game. And even if you look at Wembley, it were three midfielders and a defender who scored. You know, and yeah, we we haven't had a goal. It, 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 it might just be Smith's. It might be Smith's out of, out of run patch. Which you know, is allowed. That, yeah, yeah, which is allowed. Um, we haven't had a striker score a league goal since the twenty sixth of February, which is and that's that. probably why we're on a bad run of form. Yeah. And a lot of people put that on Smithy's shoulders, but Smithy's got more than his fair share so far this season. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's okay for him not score, but you kind of cut him a bit of slack. And it's not um, through lack of trying either. Exactly. What I, what I will say, Mick, is that he didn't have his best game, Smithy. Um, and, I, and I think I got a message from a Wednesday fan yesterday saying, oh, we were, you go long ball all the time anyway. And that doesn't suit Smithy. As much as Mike Smith is a great target, and he can do that. If you're going direct, 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 direct to Michael Smith, it's, he's going to find it difficult because he's not yeah. Superman. He can't knock everybody off all, all time. And his first touch did desert him yesterday. Let's 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 be fair. Um, 
But we didn't help him, did we? Let's be right about no. it. Nobody else around him helped him, did they? No, not at all. Not at all. I think it were. Um, y- y- you're right. Yesterday we were very much long ball, long ball, uh, quite a lot of the time, which which is not something that we've done um, for for a lot of this season, contrary to popular belief. Um, and and he he is out of touch. The guy is out of touch. He couldn't hit a bull's ass with a shovel at the moment, could he? You know, <laughs> he, he really couldn't. Um, but that's what strikers do. That's how strikers are. Um, and and we have been fortunate enough to get goals from elsewhere on pitch to keep us where we have been. But but as things stand at the moment, they're not coming. Those goals are not coming. You know, the strike the, the balls are get the balls are getting into the box quite a few times of uh, yesterday. Just nobody there on the end of them. Nobody there where they should be. So yeah, it's uh, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough to play in Rotherham if you can't take it. Somewhere else, yeah. please. Well, we were we were, we were stats say we were never going to win anyway. Uh, based on our three previous visits to Wembley, every four previous times, every time we've won prior to this time, we've not won. Um, so you know, we were never going to win. That's the cost in it. Um, let's have a look. Oh, what else we can go? Do you want another miserable stat, Mick? I'm not bothered, mate. Um, we haven't hey, won not any more miserable. We haven't won on a Saturday uh, since uh, Plymouth, uh, which was again good. You were playing Tuesday next, didn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and we haven't won. We haven't won at home on a Saturday since the fifth of February. All our points and all our wins have come up through uh, through uh, Tuesday uh, Tuesday afternoons, and that's a shame. But our last two home games are on Saturday afternoons. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I've been trying to find out some positive stats for us. I have really been trying, and all I've found is negativity. If you want another one, um, we've only won five out of the last 21 games in April over the last few seasons. Um, again, it's just natural that the, the pony in April. All right, so these stats mean nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you keep banging on with this. Oh, we've done this in April, and 52, 52 years ago, we we did this on a on a Sunday. It makes no difference. It's this just the only connection is it's got Rotherham United written next to it. That's it. I'll I'll give I'll give you a positive start. Right, this, this might be me being an optimist, but we'll see. We're not bottom of the form table. All right, we're 19, but we're not bottom. So, you know, things can improve. You know, that's me being an optimist, but anyway. Mm. Uh, uh, let's talk about Mr. Ladapo. Um, now, I'm going to go against the trend, I think. And I think everybody has been massively over the top on the criticism that Freddie received yesterday. <laughs> Never. Thought, yes. Never. <laughs> I thought he was, I accept he wasn't brilliant. But was he any worse than Michael Smith? And Michael no. Smith was Michael Smith wasn't. Uh, let's be right about it. Yeah, he didn't. He, did, he just did know Freddie. But did we give him anything? Did anybody help Freddie Ladapo yesterday in terms of creating anything for him? The only chance he had was when he created created one for himself when he cut him from the left and should have shot and just ended up squaring it and it didn't quite work. I am not having this Freddie Ladapo hating that I, that I've seen. I'm not one for defending him to be honest with you normally. Um, I was really disappointed to, to see the, the hate aimed at him. Um, yeah, I'm not saying we're brilliant, but you're not telling me you're any worse than anybody else on that pitch. You certainly weren't the worst player, was he? Uh, anyone, anyone want to add on that? 
you know, I think you've got a point there. And you have to remember as well, this was his first 90 minutes since coming back from an injury as well. Um, and on the pitch at Wembley, I think... I mean, Freddie always does well in big occasions, doesn't he? He's definitely an occasion grabber. And at Wembley, he had his chance, fluffed it. And I think he tried to do his own his own goal at Wembley a little bit too hard. But like you say, as a as a striker and as a centre forward, if you don't get the service, you're not going to score, are you? It's a two way street. You can't just do it all on your own. But with Freddie, like you say, Matt, he did craft a chance on his own, and he didn't take the chance. The rest of the time, Freddie's you know more of the poacher. You know, like if Smith misses his chance, Freddie's at the back post and, and might try and turn it in. Um, but yeah, I think the, yeah, like you say, I think the criticism may be a little bit unfair in how far it's gone um, and thinking back to it and watching the highlights it's like he it puts himself in good positions but it just doesn't get the service from out wide you know or, or from the or from the midfield and you know a few a few other times it's just misplaced passes which you know might be a stress thing or we're caving under pressure they're the questions that we need to ask and if we are how do we stop it mm. yeah Mick anything about Freddie no, I didn't have a great. He didn't have a great game. He didn't put his, his work rate was back down to to the level that we often see it. But um, yeah, I, I've not. To be fair, I've kept off social media today for not not because I didn't really want to, uh, not because I didn't want to say about this because I knew what was going to be there anyway. I just didn't want to see it result of Grand Prix till I watched it at six this afternoon. So, uh, but I'm glad I am. Yeah, I'm glad I have, and I don't. I mean, I, I, it's just yeah. If if there has been that sort of sort of negativity towards him on social media, whilst I'm not surprised, I, I do find it incredibly disappointing. But you know, boys will be boys, won't they? I suppose, um, mm-hmm. and and it is it is invariably boys that uh, that have this sort of um, pediatric mentality, don't it? When we don't get us own way, so. You know, yeah. if we're going to find somebody to blame, somebody to pick on, and it seems that Freddie's an easy target because because his work rate is not the same as other players. It's not, you know, it's not as visible as everybody else. He seems to be an easy target for him. So, mm-hmm. yes, he does. Um, Plenty to come on again. Finally, Jamie's going to give us another positive. Thank you very much, Jamie. My God, wasn't too to a breath of fresh air when he came on. Thought he looked very determined. He had a run, Danny, when he came on. And uh, it just, I couldn't believe it was the same player that played for us the month or so before because he was so direct, he was so positive. That's what we need. That was, we need a player similar to Chio, and that's what that brief moment gave us. I think uh, Tutu and Wiles probably got the biggest boost from Wembley out of everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tutu, bless him, he had a stinker against Shrewsbury. But he's now scored at Wembley and rescued the tie for us. And now he's come on and, and that little run that he did, you you almost willed him to cut inside and just strike it and hoped it went in. Because it, it was a sort of run that if someone did that in the Premier League and then scored, they'd be talking about it on, on Sky for like the next hour, wouldn't they? Yeah. But, but unfortunately, you know, that's why he's at Rotherham and he's not somewhere higher because he does a little run, but there's just not enough end product on it, mm. which... Probably no felt with his own because Charlton, if memory serves, Charlton, the Charlton players closed him down and stopped him being able to play the pass yeah. out. Um, but yeah, if you can do that, if you can come on and do that in a game in future, the space will appear for him at some point and he will be able to play a ball or get a shot away. And it could be the difference between um, a nil-nil or a one-nil loss and actually getting a point out of the game. 
But again, because we don't have crystal balls and we can't predict the future, we don't know, but we can live in hope that it does. Mm. Yes. Uh, NSW, do you think Warnie needs a creative coach alongside him? Barker's track hasn't been great. I think it's pretty hard on Richie Barker. Mm. Um, and I think what I would say to NSW is when, when we have runs like this and performance like this, it's very easy to say, get a coach in. The, last season, when we, we were, or season before, sorry, when we were poor defensively, everybody was screaming, get a defensive coach in. They've sorted out themselves, best defensive league. Um, I, I probably don't agree with you on that one, but it's a question to be asked. Uh, John Merrill, Birmingham fans, would you join us? John, would you say it's a... Make, I'll ask you this one. Would you say it's a mentality issue, the poor run being so close to promotion, or would you say it's the players thinking they had the job done and have taken the foot off the gas? That's a question I get asked uh, from Wednesday fans, to be fair, as well, other football fans. But what would you say? I think it's a fair question? point, John, and I think it's probably a bit of a combination of both. And, yeah, and it, to, to start with, and then I think it's... It's kind of spiralled a little bit out of control. Well, that's how it feels as a fan watching the team. You know, I, 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 it's difficult. It's difficult to know. I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely think it's just a bad run of form. I really do. I really do. Um, or I suppose if you want to be negative, we had a really, really good run of form that we've now gone back to. We've now reverted to the to the norm. I don't know. Um, I don't think that's the case. Um, I think it's a, bit, a combination of both, a combination of a lot of things, perhaps. I don't know, but but certainly being, being 10 points clear didn't do us any good. It didn't do us any good. Um, it seems like, and that's a crazy thing to say, isn't it? But yeah, it is. But from a mental, you know, mentally, you, you're always going to take your foot off the gas, aren't you? Yeah. I think it takes a huge amount of mental strength to be able to to maintain that sort of level when when you're that far in front. I guess I don't know. I've never been. I've never been that good at anything to 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 be in that position. So I can only imagine. You know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, I think it's. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But what I do know is that there'll be a team of people and a squad of players working as hard as they possibly can to find out why it is, what the problem is, and addressing the problem. People people who have far, far, far more ability at addressing these things than any of us. Any of us. Harsh. So, well, apart from you, Matt, obviously. Obviously, obviously, obviously. Uh, we're not finished. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, Manscaped, who kind of sponsoring us at the moment. Uh, and then we've got formations to talk about, Portsmouth. Oh, God, there's loads more to talk about. We'll be back in a sec. Get the drinks in. <laughs> Manscaped, who very kindly decided to sponsor us. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0, um, which is kind of well known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the performance package, which also, which in that you get a ball toner, ball toner, and ball deodorant, uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls. So they they work very well. Uh, I would highly, I highly recommend all of this. Uh, the lawnmower, it comes with a little light, uh, comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on. So. It's very good, it comes with a little charging port, which is also a little holder. 
yeah, I highly recommend it. I use it, and I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> you highly recommend it, Ben. You highly recommend if somebody goes to manscaped.com and enters the code NYT for free shipping and 20% off. So that's manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping using the code NYT. And Ben highly recommends it. You know, that advert, all I can think of when I watch that is with Ben, is that, you know, one day he might make it as a professional American footballer. Oh, imagine that on the big screen at the Super Bowl. Oh, my. Oh, mate, God. exactly. <laughs> he's, got, he's got so many adverts in his future, he's already signed up for one. Um, <laughs> do you have a question then? Do we have a hand up for a question then, don't Well, it's actually something that I want to share with you. Um, right. Now, after the Charlton game, I think we're all looking for a bit of an uplift, aren't we? So uh, this is this is a video that I've been sent, and um, it's the crew fans singing this to the Doncaster corporate box, and they're all joining in with this. And I just want to play it for you now because it is hilarious. <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. Brilliant. <laughs> <sighs> Could be worse. Lee Bush, <laughs> Philip Rawlinson, Lee Bush says to sack Mick. Oh, yeah. there's, been, there's been conversations in the background. You know what I mean? It can't, you know. And, we, and we've come to the corporate decision to say, no, he's staying put. Even if we have to chain him to the chair, he's staying put. <laughs> we need to create a director, Mick. <laughs> if he did actually say that, that'll be the first time I've ever agreed with anything he's ever said. <laughs> oh, oh, well, there's last a laugh for two or three minutes, so let's move on to some negatives again, because this is what no, we're here for. There's more three comments in there about uh, about that advert. You'll you, you use some of them. Uh, which ones? Ian Bradley, do the ad again when Ben is actually old enough to need the product. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, oh. I'm sure Dave Scriven said something like that. I think he said he's been old enough to shave. <laughs> uh, Lee Freeman, can you ask Mick what happened to his voice on Saturday? That's a very good question, Mick. It's a good job we didn't win on Saturday, isn't it? Because you you would not be able to talk. I, I struggled after the first five minutes. Then I, I was a referee. Really I just, I, I, I just, yeah, it were. I think it, it's still on a knife edge after Wembley, to be honest. And I think, I think anything. If we'd have won on Saturday, it would have pushed it back over edge again, and I'd have been sounding like you. Good. <laughs> Cheers, Lee. Thanks, mate. You couldn't get that quiet. I tried on Saturday. <laughs> Might get the duct tape. I keep him sat down. <laughs> um, right, Chris Tether. Evening, all. Uh, this was from earlier on the show. I've saved it. Uh, plan A or uh, yeah, Plan A again. And this is a question, and this is an issue. <sighs> we talked about this last podcast, Danny, and Richard Dibbleton mentioned. Do you think we should have gone four four two? I think we were all in agreement that we should have started three five two. I think we were right to start three five two. What's the point in changing it? My question is, and my problem is that when we did change it, we were in three four three, and you put Chio in a position where we have seen it works for Ireland because they've got different players in a different system, but we've seen time and time again that Chio in a central position is no benefit to us. For the life of me, I cannot work out why we didn't go four four two, and. And the reason I say that is we could have gone 4-4-2 without making a substitution. The players on the pitch 
could have played 4-4-2. The only player's person out of position would have been Ben Wiles on the left wing and he's played there before. I can't work out, and this is where my my big frustration comes in, why did we not just go what worked last week? It worked last week. I find it's Sutton, but it worked. Why are we not doing what's just worked less than seven days ago? I think it comes down to the point that other than the Wem- under the, other than the Wembley final, we'd done three we'd done three five two and it had worked so efficiently for for thirty for thirty nine games. Oh, <laughs> no, he's gone. And I think he's just making a point. I think he's gone silent just to let that sink in. I think that's where we are with, uh, with Danny there. <laughs> oh, no, Danny's gone. Uh, I got four or five minutes out of you, Danny. Um, yeah, that's good to you, Mick. Um, Come on. <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I, we were definitely right. Start three, five, two, no problems. The yeah, in-game yeah. changes. I just don't get it. It just it went three four three trying to trying to be trying to be as 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 positive I guess as you liked as attacking as you like or as it as he could um, and that that clearly didn't work did it you know it didn't work we didn't get the goal that we wanted that's just how it is isn't it I'm not I'm not banging I am not jumping on this four four two bus this really it's something else that, that kind of gets my goat a little bit because you know it's we, we've 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 you don't make wholesale changes at this stage of a season, and that would be a wholesale change. It would be a massive change. Yeah, you can tinker with it. Yeah, you can make small uh, incremental changes to, to certain uh, positions and certain tactics, but you, to, to change to something like that at this stage would just be foolhardy for me. Um, it works, right. But if you're going to change it. I agree it worked. But it worked against the tiring League Two side on on uh, Wembley. You know, it's not it's not something that you can you can you can really sort of. <laughs> sorry, I just yeah, I, it yeah. Let's not bother. Let's not bother making wholesale changes at this stage of the season. It's pointless. But the, but the, but the question, the point is, what's working right now isn't working. And it hasn't no. worked for a little bit of time. So no, I, I can't accept keep that. Doing and doing, and it, it, it's not working. So what I do you do? That. I accept that absolutely. But there are changes. There will be changes being made to the way that we're playing. Changes that are not as obvious as a change in formation, but the the, the changes in game, the the the, the press, the, the the positional play of each player, the responsibilities of each player. All these things will be being tweaked and will be will be being looked at. Um, I don't know. That's just my view. That's just my view. Maybe I'm a dinosaur. Don't like change. I've seen it too many times. You know, you see it. You see it regularly, don't you? And and we all see it at work. You know, you, some some new gaffer comes in and makes all these wholesale changes. Tells everybody how good it is. It turns out to be absolute dog muck. But you know, change, we've changed it. Um, it, it, it. These things need to be built over a period of time, and when we've built it over a period of time. Scott found out we just need to start to improve on it, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 kind of filling here aren't I? because I'm I don't know what I'm talking about. I, 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 it's very yeah, easy yeah. to say four four two, and it'll come to your Bradley's lineup coming in a minute, which I which I which, uh, which I see. Um, I agree to an extent. Let's not change it because it has worked. 
But I was thinking about this earlier, Danny, and I was thinking about our identity at the minute. What is our footballing identity? Earlier in the season, we were high energy, high press, get the ball forward without without being direct, without, without going long, it was direct. We got the ball in forward areas. It was quite quick. Right now, I couldn't tell you. what The formation's still the same. What is what are Rotherham United right now as a as a footballing team over the last month? We seem to have lost it a lot, and I, I, I don't know how to fix it. I'm not my job, thankfully. But do you know what I'm trying to say? We seem to have lost what what we were good at. Yeah, I just want to uh, apologise for my southern absence. Uh, I think Mr. Putin found out I was being a bit too political <laughs> about Russia on Twitter, so I think he's hacked my internet. So hello, Putin, if you're watching, get out of Ukraine. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think. I don't, I don't quite know how to explain it, but the way I look at it is that we've been so good with three five two at the start of the season that it's. I don't, I don't know. In the back, in your back of your brain, you sort of think it is going to blow out eventually. You know, having playing three five two with such intensity on the wings, there is going to be a point where maybe not playing as intense as you were before, and then teams exploit it. I don't think it's a case of being found out. I think it's teams exploiting it to the point where we're not able to deal with it. Because um, if you compare, I know this is going to sound sinful, but if you compare this Rotherham side to the Sheffield United side that played 3-5-2, they won the the league with 100 points and no one ever found them out because they dug in and got on with it. And... I think that just could be our thing. You know, we haven't quite dug in as much as as they did. And I, I honestly don't think we have been found out. I, don't, I honestly don't think we've been found out. I think it's a case of adapting how we play so that we're unexpected. I, I, I honestly think that's what we need to do. We need to adapt it so we're unexpected. Because basically, if Chia's running at the defender on that right-hand side, he knows he's going to cut into the right-hand side and try and get a cross in, right? Which is what Chia does nine out of ten times. And when he doesn't, he cuts in, inside on his left and the times that he scored, right? Mm. So it might be a case of Chia cutting on the left a bit more and then he has the overlapping run from a midfielder. Because we've got enough players in midfield to actually do that, because we've got three central midfielders, and um, and the, and the play almost sort of shifts to the right hand side because Chio is the quicker the quicker quicker player, and I think that's why we should probably play Miller a little bit more. Like Ferguson's a brilliant player, don't get me wrong, but he's definitely a more defensive orientated. Uh, wide player because again he plays there for Ireland. You know he played there for Millwall. And I think that is the case where if you want to be on the attack and get round teams with pace, it needs to be Chia and Miller. If you want to be a little bit more defensive and um, and try and shut it out, that's when you need Ferguson and maybe Bowler. But again, Bowler's not quite to the experience level as the rest of the players. You know, and and Tutu is a very quick side, quick uh, quick winger, so he's more of your attacking backup to Chia on that right hand side. And I really do think it's just adapting three five two, so so teams don't think oh they played it to Chill, they're going to go wide down the right or they played it to Ferguson they're going to go uh, they're going to sit a little bit deeper on the left, you know if we adapt that and switch up a little bit, then that could be the way forward. And it's like um, NSW just said, Sheffield United had a bigger squad than us, exactly, and that's another reason why we need to adapt it. 
to where we are now because we've got a smaller squad and we don't have the Commonly were saying this because we were saying our depth was fantastic. We don't have the depth to keep consistently trying to drive it forward all times on wings, and that's when mm. we need to play it on the floor and play it out from midfield. But when we sort of run out of ideas when it's not working down the wings, we try and go long ball, and we're not a long ball team. And I see you in the comments saying that we are. We're not. We have not been a long ball team this season at all. Our big, our biggest games and biggest score lines have come from us playing through the middle and playing it on the floor. And that's why it really annoys me when Sky keeps saying we're a, we're a long ball direct team. We're not. We like to play it on the ground this season. But that's the thing when it's not working. If it's not working on the floor, we bring it up in the air, which, again, is very easy to defend in this league. And that's probably why we got beat by Accrington twice, because we tried to go up in the air and they've got massive centre-backs. Mm. And that is my honest opinion. We need to just adapt it just a little bit, you know, just try something a little bit different and... Try and be braver. That is my honest opinion. Try and be braver with it all. Yeah, be braver. Just be braver. That's all you need. It's not all you need, obviously. That's a really simplistic thing to say, isn't it? But that's what we're missing. We are we are definitely missing that brave that that, that braveness. Um John Morel, Birmingham fan, three five two revolves around the wing backs. If the wing backs aren't getting on it, it becomes a back five, and then they just have out play. Yeah. Or your wing backs don't get involved in the game. Um, that's that's been that's been, that's been the problem. Chio not well. That's what I told you yesterday. Chio was non-existent, and that wasn't because Chio wasn't trying. He was trying. He was constantly trying to get on the ball. Um, frustrating. Um, but again, a bit of praise, mate. Let's pick out somebody who played well. I thought fifty-two minutes in. Let's find some more praise. I thought Ben Wiles were good. Um, ben Wiles was one of the few that came out with, with positive. I said to you in the first half that I thought he was playing really, really well. All right, it, it, we dropped off a bit along with everybody else. But he, Danny mentioned it earlier. He clearly had that Wembley bounce because he I was positive. He was trying to get on the ball. He was trying to make something happen. Well, one of the few. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know Danny, uh, that Ben Wiles has got his his uh, social media haters club as well, hasn't he? You know, but yeah, he, he were excellent yesterday. Um, I don't know whether I can. I'm, I'm allowed to say that without wanting to be his dad or something. You know what I mean? It, it, I, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm allowed to express any sort of, um, you know, opinion that might be positive towards anything to do with our regime at the moment. You know, Ben Wiles were brilliant. Love him to bits. He's a top player. And you're right. He was trying to make stuff happen. Um, and and unfortunately, it didn't come off, did it? it didn't come off for us. We we'll move on, don't we? We've got another game on Tuesday. Let's talk about that, shall we? Okay. I think that's an idea. Absolutely. Um, we move ahead to Portsmouth. Long, long, long trip for everybody on a uh, on a Tuesday night. Um, got a good. Look. Honestly, I, I won't be making the trip. Work and family. Danny is one of one of the one of the one of the ones that will be making it. You all deserve a medal for making that trip on a Tuesday night. That's a hell of a trip. Hell of a trip. It's a hell of a trip. Um, so safe journey to everyone that's making that that trip. Um, Pompey come into this almost as bad a form as us. They have no win in their last five games, and in that time, they've only scored one. So they score less than us, um, which is an interesting time. This season was built up for them, Danny. The the Cowleys came in. I don't think they spent a lot of money, but they brought in some players um, on reasonable money. And it's not work for them. And and like Ian mentioned in the in the comments earlier, they're having an average average season. They're struggling, and this is this is this is such an opportunity for us to take advantage of that. 
<clears throat> yeah, it is. I think, uh, like I said earlier, we definitely need to capitalise on it now. Because if we don't, we are in a very sticky situation, aren't we? Yeah. Um, yeah so, so till the end in hand. Well, this is our game in hand. Just one of them. One of yeah, them, this yeah. is one of them. Yeah, so we, so we de- so we definitely need to take the initiative with this one. Yeah, yeah of course we do. And uh, and take the fact that you know they're they're having an average time and they're a little bit out of form. So will we. Um, so it could be an occasion that we nearly need to drill it into and go right. We need to get up for this one and you know and play the way we play. But to use the famous John Brecking phrase, but look after the ball, doing it and doing nothing silly. Yeah. However, this game has a 1-0 Portsmouth ring written all over it and George is going to score it. I'm going to put money on that because it is just bound to happen. It, that is written in the stars for me and it annoys the absolute hell out of me that that will happen. Yeah, last season Rick has spent all season saying that George is going to get the goal that's going to keep us up. He's going to do it. I didn't. So I agree with Danny. George is going to get the goal that's going to put the final nail in the coffin, but get the goal that Kicks our season where it hurts potentially. Yeah, maybe, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Uh, I, I suspect probably it won't because he's not good enough, is he? We 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 know that, you know. Yeah, he, he might have bagged a couple this season at League One level, but he, he's he's not lived up to the hype um, that that he was he'd been given for all those years. You know, he just hasn't, um, which is sad, which is unfortunate, but that's just how it is, isn't it? You know. Um, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. We just we just have to go again. You know, that's that's how the team will be looking at it, and that's how we as supporters need to be looking at it. Six games to go, two games in hand, three points behind second. Yeah, fair enough. I'll have a bit of that. Thank you very much. You've got you've got to look at it like that. Yeah, all right. We could have been fifteen points in in front, you know, but we're not. Right, sorry, I just had so... a comment. Uh, Lee Bush, Hurst, he was a good player. I don't know. I don't know why, it just really tickled me. You know, you get that feeling inside, you just can't stop yourself. I had to bring that one up. I'm sorry. Um, okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, I shouldn't be left in front in charge of comments because I'll just bring the ones that I find funny um, creative director you need your input on that <laughs> uh, okay let's move on from that let's, let's not move on completely it's worth mentioning that there are three former Rotherham players in this Portsmouth lineup. um Sean Raggett, who played the weekend, Clark Robertson, who didn't play at the weekend, and George Hurst, who I already mentioned, who did come on at the weekend. So he isn't starting, or hasn't been starting for Portsmouth. Uh, that's how good a player he is. Uh, God, Portsmouth. Oh, I'm going to get clipped by a Portsmouth podcast now for saying that. Um, it's tough, Danny. Let's go through lineups because I think that's the best place we can go. Because I find it difficult tonight to find some positives. So let's try and find some. Ian Bradley thinks we should go 4 4 2. I think a lot of people would think this, but let's go with Ian Bradley's comment on YouTube first of all. He thinks we should go Victor in goal. He would go Harding at right back, Matic left back. In the centre, he'd go Reggie Nicky because the rumour is that Woody can't, won't be able to play. And I don't think he would have played anyway. Uh, Ian Bradley would go 2 2 on the left, Miller on the li- um, no, 2 2 on the right, Miller on the left. He would go Jamie Lindsay and Dan Barlas in the middle with Smith, and he would go Benny up top. 
Um, thank you for that uh, prediction, uh, Ian. Danny, where would you go? I'm, I'm guessing you would stick with 3-5-2. Yeah, I'm going to stick with 3-5-2. Um, <clears throat> but just to, I'm sorry to do this, but just to improve on Ian's, well, improve in my opinion, on Ian's lineup. Um, I wouldn't play your Benny up top. It works for Ireland because they play a three up top with two off strikers on the centre forward. Um, but as we've seen this season, Chio alongside Smith doesn't quite gel. Um, so I would actually personally have Harding on the right of that because if we look at Wembley, he played better with Harding just tucked in behind him at right at right back. But anyway, yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with 3-5-2. Purely to the point, we will probably overload Portsmouth in midfield because <clears throat> uh, Portsmouth played 4-4-2 last time. And if we overload him in midfield and keep the ball on the floor, that could prove fruitful to us. Um, but one thing we definitely need to do is not play any sort of long ball to Smith. We need to keep the service to his feet and keep the service to his head on set pieces, in my opinion. Um, I'm, I'm going to... Well, we have to go for victory in goal, don't we? Um, because I don't think we'll be playing Josh Chapman, bless him, will we? Yeah. Um, and then at the back, I'll probably go Harding, Icky and maybe Reg at the back as well. It, it, the problem with that is he's playing a right footer at left, a right footer that's not icky at, on the yeah. left side. Does that make sense? Yeah, unless you play red centre, you could play red centre. That's true. Yeah, and and if it's and if it's not about, um, it's not Reg on that left hand side. He might he might bring Matic into it. I think uh, keep Balassa, um in there as well. Um, depending on fitness of Wales, keep him in. Maybe bring Lindsay in for Rathbone. Uh, Chio on the right, Miller on the left, and then Smith and Freddie up top for me, I think. Yeah, I like it. Geraldine Simpson was, uh, for her, her opinion, Danny's convinced her to stick 3-5-2, uh, but with a change of tactics. Uh, as sort of mentioned, Michael Mortimer, uh, he would start JJ and Freddie and give Smudge a game off. That's an interesting theory. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. Uh, Mick? It's difficult. Yeah. There's lots of changes. Uh, we think Woody's injured. There's a knock to potentially for Wilesy. I'm, I'm. My prediction is going to be that Wiles is fit enough. Um, so obviously you would probably bring Reg in for Woody and then just shuffle around. For me, Jamie Lindsay's got to come back into that midfield. I think Oli Rathlin's lost his spark a bit, um, mm -hmm. and I want to see Jamie Lindsay back in that team. I think that's again, it's very simplistic, but maybe that team just needs somebody like Jamie Lindsay back in there. Just that fresh bit of energy and ratting around, as John Brickett would say on commercial last season. Just get yeah. involved, just tear it up a little bit. I think you said it to me on Saturday when I was watching the game, mate. When 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 he came on, he was the only one when he got on the ball, he had any composure on it. Yeah. Straight away. Um Ollie Rathbone's been great this season, do not get me wrong, but he's been great. But it, it feels to me like he's running out of street, running out of steam. Um, you know, it, it just I don't know. I, I think it will be a change there. I think Woody is struggling. I don't know whether he's struggling with his fitness, whether he's struggling with tiredness, or whether he's injured or ill or what it is. But I think he's been struggling for the last couple of games personally. So, yeah, I can see obviously by the sounds of it, he's not going to start on Tuesday. So, you're gonna, you're gonna keep victory in goal, obviously. Um, Reg, Icky, and, and Wes. As a back three, Wes on the left because Wes can play anywhere across those uh, those those back, those back three places. Um, 
Chio on the right as a right wing back. I, it's a toss up for me between Miller and Fergie, isn't it? I don't, I don't know where you want to go with that one. It depends on how they um, how they set up. I thought uh, Fergie was okay. I, I, I don't think he was one of the worst performers. He, he, we talk about Brady, right, Fergie, Fergie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, it's a it's a toss up between the two. Hopefully, Ben Wiles is fit. Hopefully, if he is fit, obviously he starts with Alassa and Lindsay in midfield, and then you're going to take a choice of what you're going to do up front. And for me, I'm going Smithy and JJ. You need that work rate. We need that work rate front to back. And unfortunately, Freddie was off it last time. And uh, he, he didn't keep his shirt for me this time. So, but we'll see. Mm, harsh on Freddie. I know he's had one bad game, but it, it was first game back since injury, isn't it? No, I'm not listening. I'm not, it's not a criticism. I'm, please don't think it's a criticism of him because it isn't. I just, we, I've just seen, it's just like, it's, you, you see the, you see the sort of, um, how it how it works with Freddie, you know, he, he comes back and he's and then he he, he doesn't get involved in games, so he, he has a couple of games out, and all of a sudden he comes back and he's he's he's, he's right in everybody's faces again. Uh, for me, he, he he just needs that. He needs that. Get get JJ on because he is going to graft. He is going to put that work in. So, Reese Kellett would go. Victor Wes Icky Reg for your back the back four essentially, couldn't keep her. Uh, and then Ferguson on the left, I assume it is, or Benny on the right, Barlesser and Wiles in the middle, if fit, and JJ and Smith. Is that enough players? One, two, three. <laughs> I don't know. You, I mean, you're, really you're a player short there, Reese. He's <laughs> probably predicting someone's going to be sent off. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, John Morell, uh, Birmingham fan, uh, on Wes Harding. Uh, Wes Harding on the left, Christ. I hope he has improved since the last time on the left. <laughs> he played wide left to the back four at Villa Park and it ended his Blues career. It's League One. <laughs> well, what I was saying. Wes is a brilliant defender and it's League One. Um, yeah. He can carry thought, that off, no problem. Yeah, he can, definitely. I, again, I thought, I thought he was solid on, on Saturday. Um, we might pick some positives at Saturday. I can't believe it. Unbelievable. Yeah. I think it's the alcohol. It's uh, made us see been. sense. I think. It must have been. <laughs> he missed that. Reese Kelly missed that Rathbun. If it was up to Reese Kelly, he would have missed that Rathbun. Anybody seen Kelly? Um, no. And I'm finding it strange, Danny, that he can't even make the bench to be a fourth striker to be, you know, if needs must. It's really surprising to me. I mean, for, for me personally, um, it, it's it's a case of it's a big step up to be in a top end League One team from a League of Ireland team. I mean, it's like when we spoke to Trevor Berry, he said it's a big step up to go from a team that's majority part time to a team that's fully full fully full time, and to have not played a game since November and signed in January, and to get to our level of fitness that we've got because there's been fit to play football, and then there's Miller's fit. In there, um, and I think in all honesty, he's just unlucky. You know, someone or at least four players don't have to make the squad for for a game of football. You know, you're only allowed however many it is. It's eleven plus. Is it seven on the bench? Seven on bench. Yeah, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can't math. So you're only allowed eighteen in a match day, and that's the issue with having a squad of 25, 24, mm. 25. You know, someone somewhere on or. A, a fair few players are going to miss out, and I think that's the case. I think because Coyote is Miller's fit, 
that's the reason he's topped him on the bench. I think if there was an injury to say to say KO'd in the latter stage of the season, Kelly will probably make the bench now and he'd probably get a run out. And in all honesty, I hope he does get a run out. I really hope he's on the bench for Portsmouth and he gets a run out. And <laughs> if he scores after having his little run out, oh, which will be a very interesting end to the season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, just in the article posted by Paul Davis. It's eight o'clock on Sunday night. It's like he does it when we're just as we start recording, so we can't listen and read it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, Woody and Woody and Wiles are uh, a dead leg, which was one of those things that can be better instantly. It's one of those kids that, as he met, as Warney mentions, can linger. Um, let's see, Ian Bradley. We love Wesier, John. We do. We absolutely love Wes Hardy. I'm yeah, glad to see you started. I'm really, really glad to see you started again. Um, Right, we got. I, I, let's do some predictions. The most potentially the most pointless part of the episode, mate. But <laughs> I still enjoy doing it. And, and to be fair, that's some accolade, really. When there's, when you look back at some other pointless <laughs> stuff that's been on here. <laughs> oh, um, I've put myself a top of list for some reason. So I am going to go. <laughs> it's two teams that can't score in it. So I'm going to go three two to Rotherham. <laughs> Just again, football works in these nonsense, crazy ways, doesn't it? Where these teams can't score and it'll be a goal fest. Uh, so I've got 3 2 Rotherham. Uh, Danny? You're not going to like my answer. Um, 1 0 Portsmouth. Because if you oh, expect disappointment, Danny. you never let down when it happens. Danny, Danny, Danny. It's the first time in a long time one of us is predictors not to win. Um, maybe it'll work to us, you never know. Uh, Michael, yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's a difficult one. I think I, I'm gonna go, uh, and and I, the, my, I have some thinking behind this, that there, there is a reasoning behind it. I'm gonna go 1 0 Portsmouth. I mean, thinking is not the same as Danny. I'm, I'm just basically hopeful that some of these clowns who get on social media might actually physically explode. They might actually explode if uh, if we lose another game, and then we'll then we'll be rid, won't we? So, okay. I don't know, mate. Nil nil. I'm going nil nil. Oh, how boring. I mean, said that. Um, Ian Bradley said the same thing. You're on a score, Ian. Um, Harry Kellogg says two one. Power Man Duke thinks will win one nil. John S, who lives in Portsmouth, I think he said, um, has a Portsmouth decision with three nil Rotherham. Uh, Crane one is, is put 11. I assume it means 1 1. 11 0, um, yeah. 11 0. <laughs> um, Jerry Ann Simpson says 3 1 to us. John thinks John, John S says 1 1. Um, Carl Scott Hart says 2 1 to the Millers. Head 2 0 to Pompey. Uh, Chris Tether 3 1 to the Millers. Brendan, Brandon Andrews, sorry, 2 1 to the Millers. Reg says 2 1 to the Millers. John Morrell, the neutral amongst us, says 1 0. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, move on. Can, can I read out that comment? Because that's really funny. Yeah, no, no. Um, Ariel Astro says 4 1 to Portsmouth. Ariel Astro says 4 1 to Portsmouth. No, he says Charlie, yeah, yeah, he's corrected himself to Portsmouth. Uh, Ariel Astro, mate. Um, yeah, I don't know what else there is to say, to be honest with you. It's been interesting this hour. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as you can. I hope it's been sort of therapeutic um, listening into this, watching this. Um, 
I don't know, to be honest with you. I am really hopeful that we can get something out of Tuesday night. If we don't win on Tuesday, Mick will correct me. And he would be correct in saying that we're not out of it. But yeah. if we lose again, if, if our game in hand counts for nothing, it then becomes a real uphill task, not only from a points point of view, from a mental point of view as well. Uh, it becomes really, really tough. So I'm hoping that they put in a performance. I have, much like Mick and Danny, I have full faith in Paul Wall. I have full faith in his management team and the players that they will get us over the line, whether it's automatics or playoffs. I have full faith that they will get us over the line and get us back into the championship, uh, even if not everybody agrees. Um, and I think one thing we can all agree on is that we hope we're all back in the championship next season. Up the Millers. Come on, Millers. Let's get them. Let's get, Come get on, Millers. Um, Mick, creative director, it's been a pleasure. Have you any final words? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, listen, what will be will be, won't it? You know, uh, it's been it's been a long old season, and we've got six games left to go, and we are absolutely one hundred percent in with a shout of automatic promotion. If you're not happy with favorites, that, aren't we? second favourite. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. If you're not happy with that, then I'm sorry. See ya. <laughs> Oh god. Um but Danny, again, nice to speak to you. I don't know about you, but I feel, I do feel better having talked this through. I'll say it's better than therapy, this, isn't it? And a lot cheaper <laughs> as well. Because um, nothing. <laughs> but yeah, um yeah. All I can say is we can probably look back at this season in five, ten years' time and go, you know what, we won a trophy in that season. And that'll be the sticking point in our brains. It won't be that we, we have a probably 50-50 chance of bottling promotion. It's that we've won a trophy. It would just be nice to top it off. Anything extra than that for me is just a bonus. Um, and I'm going to get a lot of stick for saying that, but I don't care. Up the millers. Um, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're creeping up on a cut on a 550, I think, at the minute. Please do so. If you can, if you're on iTunes, Spotify, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating wherever it allows you to do so. We talked through doing a live show uh, for a pre-season show at a pub or a function room next next pre-season next season. And it looks like we are going to do that. We've had a lot of positive feedback from everybody. So it looks like that's going to go ahead. We don't have a venue. We don't have a date. So it's very early planning. Um, but keep an eye out and everything else because we'll let everybody know. And hopefully Robin Hospital is going to raise some cash. So, again, a, a great cause, as I'm sure everybody listening and watching agrees. Thank you, everybody for sticking with us for an hour and 15 minutes. Um, I've enjoyed it. I feel better. I hope you all feel better. And we were back on Thursday evening on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter Live. And the podcast will be out Friday morning, where we will hopefully review Rotherham United getting back in the promotion places. Danny, Mick, thank you. Everybody who's listening watching, thank you. See you next time. Rebel. Ambitious.